0: Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast with your friends. We as a podcast are all about helping you, the leader, become a little more supernatural in your leadership journey. And so don't forget to let us know. Reach out to us on social media. Let us know how this podcast is impacting your leadership and impacting whatever it is that you are building in this season. Today, we have a very special guest, personal friend of mine, uh, both him and his wife, my wife, Michelle. We've been friends and connected for, I think, at least over a decade now. And we just love uh, this couple. I'm going to introduce who our guest is today in just a few moments. But I'm excited about this podcast. I just believe that uh, God is going to speak to your leadership, from this episode so I want to encourage you to open up your heart and get ready and uh, wherever you're listening from just try to do what you can to take some notes because I think there's some going to be some good stuff that comes out of this episode today so today's guest is Lyle Phillips and Lyle alongside his wife Allison just to give you guys a little bit of a backdrop of who he is they are the founding lead pastors of Legacy Nashville Church just turning five years old legacy has grown from 60 people in a small rented chapel to almost a thousand members gathering weekly in their newly renovated multi-million dollar facility the church now owns multiple properties totaling uh, nearly seven million usd in assets lyle is extremely passionate about education being the founding president of legacy academy legacy school of ministry Legacy Academy is a K through eight school that has recently launched and is preparing to 5X its student body in the fall of 2022. While Legacy School of Ministry is in its launch phase, preparing for 50 college age students around the same time. Lastly, Lyle is also the president and CEO of Legacy Music Inc., that has just completed its first full year. As a grassroots music label in the past year, Legacy has released two full length albums, one EP, which includes songs eventually covered by Bethlehem Music, and multiple singles. Legacy Music has experienced surprising success with nearly 20,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and has helped lead Legacy Nashville's YouTube channel, receiving about 80,000 subscribers. Lyle is devoted to an encounter lifestyle living to walk with God as his good father, as well as his family, his precious kids, and his church family. Lyle Phillips, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Bro, thank you so much, Sean. Um, I appreciate all those kind things that you said about me. Thank you very much. Uh, It makes me blush just a little bit uh, because I can't take credit for anything that's happened. It surely has all been God. Uh, But yeah, man, I'm doing good, doing great.
0: How you doing today? Good, man. I love you. I appreciate you, man. You've been we've been connected now for quite some time. I think it's been, I'm I'm thinking it's been over ten years, right? I mean, I, 2012, I think it has. Twelve, yeah. It's been ten years. Yep, ten First years. First time that we met in uh, Los Angeles, California.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. Crazy, we, uh huh. Yep. We
0: that that's it's amazing how
1: time flies, man. Uh, but I'll I'll never forget connecting with you and a few other friends there um, in L.A. And I don't know if you'll remember this story or not, but I just remember that one night I left in my socks uh, because someone had given me some Yeezys like when they first came out and you're like, dude, those are cool. And I'm like, I'm passing them along to you. Uh, (laughs) Not 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 telling that story to toot my own horn at all. I just thought it was a hilarious, like bonding moment between the two of us leaving a ministry event in my socks, knowing that I got the opportunity to give a pair of shoes to my good friend.
0: That was actually a massive blessing. I still have them. I Do still you really? Them to this day. No yeah, way. I still wear them to this day. Yeah. I, I don't that have a amazing. lot of shoes. I'm not like a shoe, um, guy like yourself. I love shoes. I just don't know what shoes to buy half the time. Sure. So I still, I those are like a prized possession. I take care. That's of awesome. Them. And I still wear them to this day. So yeah, thank you, man. That was an amazing, amazing gift.
1: I'm here for you whenever you need me, bro. You'd you'd probably be uh, surprised by the amount of pastors that text me in dressing rooms. Like, should I buy this jacket? Should I buy this shirt? Should I buy these (laughs) shoes? And it's always so funny for me. I actually thought about creating an Instagram account at one point in time, just like trying to help people in ministry dress better. Because as we all know, we are some of the world's worst uh, when it comes to picking out outfits for the stage.
0: Man, you should do that. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. A great idea, man. So you you like, what do you think about, you know, we're on this podcast. Yes. Supernatural leadership. What do you think about when you think about supernatural leadership? You're a pastor. Yes. I'm a pastor. You know, we do other things as well. Um, but it's, you know, it's our love. We love building God's house. We love building yes. the local expression of the church. What do you think about when you think about supernatural leadership?
1: Man, when I hear the word supernatural leadership, uh, I think of spiritual leadership. You know, I think supernatural. I love that word supernatural. I'm so glad that's the name of your podcast, bro. I really am. Uh, But I think about spirit driven or spirit led leadership, meaning as a leader, I have to make a lot of decisions. You know, we have to make um, game time decisions that are oftentimes very difficult and very hard. And so, for me, when I think about supernatural leadership, I think about making leadership decisions with an awareness of what the Holy Spirit would like to do through me. So that's the that's what I think of, Sean. When I think of supernatural leadership, a spirit led, spirit driven, not just a spirit field, but a spirit led uh, leadership modality.
0: That's awesome, and I agree. And I, you know, I've since I've known you. You know, I've watched, you know, we've had lots of conversations when you've been in stuff, when I've been in mm-hmm. stuff. Yes, been in the fire. We've all been in the fire. In fact, you're not a lead, really a real leader if you haven't been through a fire. Facts. Um, but, you know, I've watched you from a distance and close up and navigate and walk through stuff. And, and it seems as though in the last season, I mean, you said five years, but you had lots of stuff before that last five years of legacy. For sure. There was a name change at one point. uh, But I've watched, like, even the time that you were last in Ottawa with us, there's been significant growth in what your hands have been connected to and what you've been building. What would you say has been the greatest key in the context of supernatural leadership, what we're talking about, present spirit-led leadership, Mm -hmm. to see some of that growth? Like, bring us into some examples of how you've gone from point A to point B in a very short time.
1: Absolutely. Um, First and foremost, it's the obvious. It is exactly what we're talking about today. It is, you know, spirit-led, spirit-driven, presence-led, presence-driven, presence-prioritized environments, right? And I think as leaders, there's a real temptation to be successful uh, when the reality is as sons of a good father— We only need to be faithful, and so I think as much as I want to say, oh, it's presence prioritized environments, it is also um, the presence of significant healing, Sean, honestly. Uh, And when I say healing, I mean, healing in my heart, healing in my mindset, right? Like I was thinking about on my drive over here today, how does an individual become transformed? We are transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? We have healing in our mindset. And for so long as a leader, I think I just wanted to be successful. You know, I wanted to be seen or recognized as somebody that was great, or having built something great, or having built something worthy of other people's respect or admonition, and there came a point in between when we saw one another last, and now uh, in Ottawa, uh, that I got up on stage in front of our church, and I said, guys, I want to be honest with you, Uh, I've cared about other people's opinions too much, Moving forward, I only care about one person's opinion, and that, and that is the opinion of Jesus. Uh, I hear people saying things like, oh, I really like your worship. I'd like to say, I don't care. Uh, I've, I've heard people say like, oh, it's great. I love watching you guys on live stream. You're a really cool church. And I would like to address them and say, I don't care. Um, Oh, you guys are going to blow up like this church is going to explode one day. And I'd just like to say publicly right now, I don't care. Like unless we are camped around the actual, real, living, breathing person of Jesus, then everything that we do doesn't actually matter. Because we know life is but a vapor, and why in the world would it be important for us to become successful, lose our own soul in the process, and not actually receive what's been promised to us as the best gift, the person of Jesus, which is right here, right now, and right with every person listening. So I've just really abandoned anything else but that, Sean. And I think as a result, success, in, in whatever way you want to define that, ha- has, has come a bit uh to our church and to our team.
0: I love that, man. And and uh two things I just want to say to that. You know, I think about what David said about unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. And that word vain actually means uselessness. Mm. And nothing we do in life, whether it's building the house of God, building our businesses, I think it applies to everything we build. We want to not labor in vain in what we're building, what we're going after we want god to be really what that means is is god the author of mm. it because if he's the author of it he's also the finisher of it amen but how many times in leadership are we the author are we the controller are the we are we the one like you know becoming the priority rather than like what you said prioritizing the presence we labor in vain and the thing that we're building ends up being feeling like uselessness and I feel like that's what I hear you saying. You don't want to do anything that in eternity ends up becoming uselessness, you know, and even in the midst of all the things that we're building, there's areas, right. That we're always improving. We're always tweaking, but I remember uh, I was thinking back to this. It kind of came to me just as we were talking, we were in LA together. We were in one of our little small group sessions, chatting, hanging out, processing, you know, what, what we do as leaders, and you said this statement, maybe I'm going to get it wrong. Correct me if I get it wrong. You said God was speaking to you about how it wasn't about the prosperity gospel. It was about the popularity gospel and how so many people yeah. are struggling really with the popularity gospel. What Can you just kind of go there for a second? Yeah, absolutely,
1: man. I was thinking about the, um, the doctrine of demons that my parents' generation struggled with which was the prosperity gospel, right? We all know now that's a fallacy, the prosperity gospel. it The prosperity gospel would suggest that you are as valuable as you are wealthy, right? Or you yeah. are as favored as you are rich. And so if you were ever wondering who God loved the most, all you'd have to do is look at somebody's net worth. We now know that is actual garbage, right? Garbage. But our generation, we're not struggling so much with the prosperity gospel. We're struggling with the popularity gospel it's the same demon they've just changed clothes right because (laughs) dude all it is man the popularity gospel is a load of garbage what it suggests is you are as valuable as you are famous or you are as anointed as you are influential because we're on this topic of leadership all leadership really is like to borrow a phrase from john maxwell is its influence right? But we can actually step into what I believe to be a fallacy and think about influence in the wrong way, Yeah, which is social media metrics or YouTube subscribers or downloads on our podcast, right? Like, oh, well, I'm really valuable to the kingdom of God because I've got a lot of people's attention. Some of the most powerful, most anointed people I've ever met preach the gospel in the bush bush of Mozambique, Africa, bro. Yeah. Like, I've never raised anybody from the dead, but I've met Mozambican pastors that have raised dozens of people from the dead. Those people are powerful. Those wow. people are walking with Jesus. Yeah. But, you know, here in the West, we do wrestle with this, bro, the the popularity gospel. Well, if you're really favored, you're really famous, and it's garbage.
0: Total garbage, and I love that. I think it goes back to what we just talked about, about unless the Lord builds his house, they labor Amen. in vain we're Amen. trying to build these platforms that God has never called us to build platforms totally. on social media, you know, get a voice that we've never been called to get, get into fights in social media land that we're not called hey. to fight. They're not hey. our platform. And I think there comes a time if we're constantly fighting the wrong fight, totally, we're actually going to lose the platform. We're actually called to fight on. And Amen. Like so many people are losing their platform because they're fighting on the wrong platform someone else's fight and absolutely, they end up sacrificing man. their own as a result so let's just stay on this flow i like this because you know i think it's important this popularity gospel thing is and i let's just even for the business leaders out there that maybe are thinking marketplace leaders are thinking hey it's the same thing for them it's not just uh, in the church world like look at me as a pastor church leader whatever it's like the the popularity of the business, the popularity of the, the influence you have in success, and you have the money and you have all this stuff. And money's not bad. I mean, even Paul, when he was encouraging his son, spiritual son Timothy, he said, The love of money, it's the worship of money, it's the idolatry of mm-hmm. money. All those things are good. Like the things that prosperity brings are good. But when they're the motivator, mm-hmm. that is the root of all kinds of evil. Like yes. Paul says to Timothy. Yeah. I think, you know, that's kind of what the popularity gospel, the popularity of business or success, the way the world defines it steers us as presence led leaders off the track and gets us into trouble. And so what are some things that you've done in this last season to make sure you stay on that track? So you're gaining traction. You're seeing major growth. If you were to look back five years ago, Mm -hmm. And look now where you are, you'd be like, you're like, wow, like, this is amazing. What did we do? Well, we prayed, you know, we (laughs) focused and prioritized the presence of God, you know, right? we made changes. We constantly, you know, we're in that space of adapting, but what would you say Mm -hmm. in a nutshell that you have done to protect yourself Mm. from getting off on that popularity track?
1: Sure, sure. Well, I have to back up and say, and I'll I'll totally give you the tools that I can think of, but I have to back up and say, man, like this was a hard fought battle uh, because this was not always something that I was willing to do uh, or a path I was willing to walk with the Lord. I would say that a tool, as I'm looking back, is vulnerability before God. I'm, I'm talking about pure and unfiltered honesty before God in prayer, because this popularity gospel is really uh, the doctrine of the age, and it affects church leaders and business leaders the same, and it's the temptation for us to live for another person. Mm, It's the temptation for us to live for ourselves and not Jesus. It's the temptation for us to live uh, for another currency, and that is money and not faith. You know, and so for me, bro, I had to actually get honest before God and myself and tell the Lord how I really felt about the lack of success I was experiencing. I had to get honest with God about my addiction to comparison, my Mm. addiction to uh, jealousy and watching other pastors or other business leaders succeed and looking at their feed on Instagram and thinking to myself, I'm a better preacher than them. I'm a better leader than them. I should be able to do that. God, I'm so mad at you. Why are you not promoting me and you're promoting that person? They're mean, they're terrible. They're not even nice to me. You know, I had moments, Sean, where I, I would go to the Lord in prayer and I would just get gut wrenchingly honest to the point where I was shouting at the Lord. I was cussing God, bro. I mean, I'm not proud to say that, but I'm just giving you like some real honesty, dude. I remember having my fists like balled up and my body just writhing in like emotional pain but i was like kicking my feet next to my wife who was sleeping in bed one evening so mad at god while i watched other churches succeed uh, in the midst of feeling so disappointed that ours was not exploding and so i think if i could offer a tool to anybody out there like you've got to get honest about the state of your heart you've got to get real vulnerable in that supernatural spiritual presence place called prayer and say, Lord, I am angry about the fact that my business is not growing. I am heated about the fact that my online platform is not performing as well as that other guy. And I'm better than him. Like, I would just encourage all of you leaders out there to get gut honest before God. And whenever you get that honest, Stop long enough to listen when you're done with your rant, to allow God to get honest with you, because He'll be able to that's address good. your heart posture in that place. Yeah. And it's really your heart that's holding you back from promotion. None of the other garbage that the enemy is trying to tell you yeah. is actually holding you back from promotion.
0: Oh man, that's so good. We see that even in the Psalms, where David was processing, 100. why are the evil prosper? Like, why are evil men absolutely prospering? Like, why are the wicked prospering? And, um, I saw him think- 73. Am I right? Uh, he, you know, he, he I, talks I, I about slipping. I think me, I it know. is. And, and maybe, uh,
1: you need like the Joe Rogan podcast. You know, he has that extra guy that fact checks everything. You need somebody <laughs> to fact check bro live, but I, think I know it's it song- says it somewhere. I don't know if it's 73, maybe it is 73. Let, let's just pretend for a moment. It's, it's somewhere in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be 73. Like David is going on. He's talking about their women don't even experience pain during childbirth. You remember that?
0: I don't and, remember that part, but I, yeah, I, so he's, I, I, he's yeah.
1: going on. Why do the wicked prosper, et cetera, et cetera. But if you notice in Psalm 73, it, it, and uh, Luke is telling me, um, our, our production guy here, he's telling me it is Psalm 73. Okay. Praise God. You I'm a decent pastor it. today. Uh, <laughs> but bro, he says, but when I went into the uh, secret place or when I went into the presence or when I went into that supernatural space, what did it, what was it that David received in that place? Perspective. It was only when he got to that supernatural space that he got the perspective that actually the wicked were not prospering. It looked as though they were in the short term, that's but the their deception. destination.
0: Yeah. And that's the deception. It's that's the, the deception bro. Of, and it's that's like it. the difference between success and eternal significance. Absolutely. And this is what we talk about a lot on on this show and any, yeah. anything I do. I talk about the difference between. Success, the way the world defines it and significance yes. the way that God defines it. Cause God's so version of success is eternal significance. What are you sowing into the realm of eternity? That is the most important part of our journey. And so man, Indeed. when you were saying all of that, like that you were just saying, Hey everyone, before we continue on with this interview, I have some exciting news to share with you. The Supernatural Leadership School is now live. The platform has been launched with our very first e-course called The Voice of God module. I would encourage you, head over to SupernaturalLeadership.com and sign up today and begin a brand new Supernatural Leadership journey. I was just thinking back to a time when you know, and I think it's the ebb and flow. We go through this, especially in a time during a pandemic where, yes, you know, for you guys, you guys acting like you don't even never had a pandemic in Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee. Welcome to the South. Yeah, yeah. So we're totally different where we are here in province of Ontario and Canada, as you know. Lots of stuff is happening and lots of change has been happening. But, um, you know, I think back to a time when God spoke to me and said, comparison is a calling killer. Mm. And social media it, this is one of the main demonic assaults that comes on leadership in general, not just ministry leaders, but business leaders. Like what you just said applies to every facet mm. of societal influence, whether you're in business, whether you're in education, family, like even moms watching other moms, they look like they're like, you know, they're homeschooling like seven kids. And that's like, life is amazing. And yet right. here's a mom that can't even handle one They're struggling to handle one, you know, and they can watch the highlight reel, never see the behind the scenes footage and compare themselves and actually destroy themselves and destroy their confidence, their identity because of comparison. I've been there. Yeah, we we all have been there and I don't think we'll ever completely be immune to it. Like Mm -hmm. We have to wrestle to keep our attention, our perspective, like you said. I yes. think this is the reason, one of the main reasons why, I mean, we know there's multiple and there's the main reasons, but why Jesus instituted this last supper experience to bring Jesus back to the forefront of your focus consistently, remembering it's about the death and resurrection. It's about forgiveness. It's about Amen. his blood. It's about his power in our life made manifest. Like, this is why we need this
1: mm-hmm. because
0: we forget once we forget, like even David, right? in the Psalms, like he, he would forget. And he would go into these funky places. And then I would say, but I remember the goodness of God. I remember the wonders. I remember what God did. Even though right now I'm struggling, I'm ticked off. I'm like, like you were, you know, bringing your fist to God, doing whatever you were doing. Like in those moments, we often do that because we forget who we are and the goodness of God. We get so bombarded by this social media demonic. Uh, if I can call it that like influence that comes on our mindset, it robs sure. us of leading man. like Dude, bring, bring us into some more man like I like this this is, wasn't necessarily planned part of the conversation but <laughs> bring us into a little That's, more because I feel like that we're seems on a good to be how our right conversations now. tend to go Sean. I know this is good I, I like this <laughs> this is okay this is okay yeah, what, it, else, what, it, it, what else it, are it, you too. thinking?
1: well it's important I, I I think it's very important and I do believe we're helping some people today because this is an often unaddressed struggle in a in, in a deep way. I mean, there are plenty of pithy tweets that tell us that comparison is the thief of joy. And I don't know who said that. I think it may have been plagiarized from some American president at some point in time. At least that's what I read on the Internet. And we all know the Internet is 100 percent true all the time. But, you know, you see these things um, where people sort of make these uh, shallow statements about comparison and how they'll hurt you. But I think we have to do real business with God uh, about this stuff because it's not about us just saying, well, I don't care what people think about me. I'm serving the Lord. You know, I don't care if I'm successful in the world's eyes. I want to be faithful uh, to Jesus. Like we say these things because we know that's what good Christians are supposed to say. But unless we get gut honest before God's presence and say these things, vulnerably and allow him to respond then we stay stuck in those places and uh, to be honest man I, I i understand that that honesty and vulnerability they're kind of buzzwords today and so people want to be vulnerable people want to be honest people want to keep it real you know we want to keep it 100 and we're trying to do that <laughs> and i love that you know but we have to remember man that prayer is not just a monologue it's a dialogue it doesn't yeah. take real courage to shout at God. It takes real courage to allow God to whisper the truth to your heart. And yeah. you listen long enough to actually do what he told you to do. Yeah. So I think that's the key to living a lifestyle of supernatural leadership in the long term. Anybody can burn for God for a season. As we know, I think Bill Johnson said that like anybody can get excited for Jesus at 21. You ain't got no bills. You're probably not married. You don't have any kids. Like it's easy to get excited, (laughs) but that sustained excitement, that sustained passion of living for the right thing, living for the right person is going to require that supernatural component uh, to just how you do your life and how you lead your organization or how you lead your ministry. So you, you asked me earlier, like, what's the tools? Like what you look back on what's got you here. What is this? Um, and dude, I would say, yeah, it's absolutely vulnerability. I think it's, it's, it's keeping my heart malleable, which has not always been easy to do, but it is like, just, just come before the Lord, keep your heart soft, uh, be intolerable of sin. And we all slip up. We all sin. We all make mistakes, right? But sin is different than a mistake you know it's you know sin is it has consequences and it holds us back from our purpose and our promises and so i think when we know we're doing wrong man we need to get good about repenting again yeah. and and repenting is not like abracadabra okay now i'm sinless again repenting is doing a 180 and saying i now choose to live in a different way
0: yeah
1: you know these yeah. things bro i know they're fa- they're like foundational uh, but they're not elementary like we yeah. never outgrow our need to repent. We never outgrow our need for the scriptures. We never outgrow our need for prayer, for listening. So I would say, dude, like the things that have gotten us here have been like a, a sincere gut honesty before the Lord, allowing him to address us and saying, okay, that's what we're going to do.
0: So, yeah, and I, I love that, man. Let me, let me, let's keep it 100, like you said. 100. A I, I, somebody's asking right now in their head. Okay, let me get into Lyle's head. Sure. What he just said was super powerful. I I feel it. I agree with it. Maybe it's the business leader out there, the church leader, the pastor. They struggle with the exact same thing that you said you were struggling with, holding their fist, up, frustrated. What's going on? Why aren't things moving for me? So now they're thinking in your head, OK, well, Lyle's got this like he doesn't mm-hmm. struggle with this anymore. But we both know it's going to hit you at times. Absolutely. It could have hit you yesterday before you got into church it could have hit you this morning when you went on someone's feed you know and you saw what you saw now let me ask you what does lyle do when he feels that temptation of comparison what practically yeah does lyle do like what would be a practical applicable sort of thing that a leader would do in the moment when he feels it bring us in your 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 sort of flow what do you do of course yeah. I mean, the temptation
1: to compare and compete is cyclical. I mean, you're, ne- you're, you're going to have that experience from time to time. Now, I do believe they, that you will have that experience with less and less frequency if you're willing to elect to allow God to address your heart in the midst of it. Right. So because because that's growth. That's growth. So for me, like, let's say, for instance, I'm on Instagram and and the worst time to get on Instagram is right after a success, right? Because there's always something that's going to show up in the feed that's going to make your success look a little bit smaller than the next guy's. (laughs) So that's for a pastor,
0: I've never heard it said like that before. That's it, hilarious. So like, you know,
1: after church on Sunday, that's the worst time to get on Instagram because I'll be excited because, you know, we baptize 10 people and then I get on Instagram and then I got a buddy who's pastoring in another city. And it's like we baptize 20 people today. And I'm like, oh, good. I suck again. You know, like that movie Waterboy. <laughs> we suck again. You know, it's kind of like that, right? And so yeah. what you said is so good, but I, I want to stay in the realm of the practical for a minute. Like, I yeah. never allow comparison to be my last thought um, about Ooh, a person or to be my thought. last. It can't like be that. my last thought, right? I, I, like I, 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 I can't necessarily control when I am tempted uh, to compete or compare. I, I can't really control that. Like, temptation cometh. <laughs> You know, you, you, you're human, having a human experience, so you're going to be tempted. Yeah. But when you're tempted to compete and compare, you can't stop there. You say, okay, I, I feel tempted to compete and compare with that person. So I will literally, Sean, I will stop. I'm, I won't even continue scrolling. I will stop. I'll take a deep breath. And I will literally ask God for his perspective on that person or on that situation mm-hmm. or, on, or on me and my situation. And usually it only takes about 30 seconds now, especially with social media, where I can be like, wow. God, what do you think about them? And when I hear how much God loves the person I'm tempted to compete with, my competition turns to celebration. And I think anytime wow. you're competent, you, you can, you can allow God to speak to you about that person or what's happening, dude, he's faithful to tell you, I did that. It wasn't even him. I don't even know why you're competing with him. You know, you need to be looking at me. I'm, I'm the one who did that, yeah. you know? So I, I, I think That's just, so good. just pausing bro, and not allowing competition or comparison to be your last thought about a person finding the heart of God for that person and for their situation uh, for me, always helps turn competition to celebration.
0: And I think also remembering, like you said it earlier, it can be the appearance of success. Absolutely. Sometimes what you're comparing yourself with is actually not what you think and know success to be. When you get down to it, it's just the appearance of success. Absolutely, you've been, bro. So really, then the whole time you've been comparing yourself with a lie. You've been comparing yourself with a deceptive, uh lie and it's been robbing you of building and doing what god's called you to do as a leader whether that's in business or whatever like the appearance of someone else's success can be the very thing that derails you rather than actual success that's scary well success is individualistic
1: yeah exactly like your success like I would be unsatisfied with Sean's success, and Sean would be unsatisfied with my success because we can't inspect the fruit of other people's promised land and think to ourselves, oh my gosh, if I could just get over there and get some of their harvest, then I'd be satisfied. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Someone else's promised land is not your inheritance. You have to get into your own promised land because that's where the fruit of satisfaction is eaten. Eating from someone else's success will never, never satisfy your soul. It'll fill you for a minute, but it'll only cause you to get larger, larger as to get egotistical. It's never going to drive you to your knees in gratitude, thanking God for taking you out of Egypt and into your place of promise. Like, unless you're in your place of success, the type of success that God's ordained for you to experience in this life, your soul will be on E, meaning empty, your gas will guzzle quick.
0: Wow. 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 And I think, you know, everything we're talking about now is so good. And I think, you know, we, we, when we talked about this before we went on and started recording this, this episode, we, we prayed and said, God, let there be spontaneity in this episode. And I feel like this has been the entire episode. Like we didn't even really talk about what we set out to talk about, but I feel like this is the right thing. And I think back to the beginning of when you, when we first started this episode talking you said and that may be in different words you said basically you've just dis- you decided a long time ago to live for an audience of one like mm. you don't care about even though like yes you're you're thankful when people acknowledge of course we're thankful people yes. acknowledge and we can hum humbly say well it's god he did it you know but of course. Really, yeah, we're yeah, thankful yeah, yeah. when people encourage and they acknowledge it's encouraging yeah
1: oh praise god we but say I get, that but i get praise the premise god. Oh, praise god
0: But I get the premise of what you're saying is in the end, you don't want to put stock in people's praises of you, because if you put stock in people's praises of you, you will die by their lack of praises for you. When they stop praising you and they stop acknowledging you, then you're like, what did I do? Where's the what's happening? Am I failing? And then you start to literally fail because you realize that the only thing keeping you going was you putting stock in people's response. Yes. And engagement to what it is that you felt God called you to do. And so I think it goes back to what you said, basically what you said, you know, paraphrasing here, we live for an audience of one. Mm -hmm. And this I think is the core value of what real supernatural leadership is all about living for an audience of one John chapter five, verse 19. You know, this was what we talked about in the very, very first episode of this podcast. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. All of my stock, all of my focus, first and foremost is to prioritize what it is that he wants from me. Because if I prioritize that, when everyone else goes bananas and berserk around me, I can still move forward as a leader because I know it's God's called me to do. It's what he's called me to do. It's like Ezekiel, the prophet, like such an inspiring prophet. Because... You know, when God called Ezekiel, he called him and said, by the way, no one's going to listen to you. <laughs> he said, no one's going to listen to you, bro. Like, I've called you to prophesy against rebellious Israel, but guess what? I've hardened their heart. And they're not going to listen. Like, that's a brutal way to live. Like, it's like, okay, Lyle, uh, you're called to Nashville. You're going to build a, a church, and uh, no one's going to come.
1: No one's going to show up. Good
0: luck. <laughs> so, <Enjoy>. So, <laughs> There you go. Have have fun, you know? And it actually says, and I believe it's in Ezekiel uh, chapter 8, it talks about how God set Ezekiel the prophet's forehead against the people he was prophesying to against their foreheads. Mm. And the the wording literally means your determination to prophesy must be stronger than Israel's refusal to listen. Wow. So your determination to do what God has called you to do must be stronger than basically the results or lack thereof no matter what happens you got to prioritize what i've called you to do prioritize my leadership in your life and when you yes. do that significance happens and that's what we're talking about we cannot let this comparison thing drive our leadership anything any last words you want to say some key takeaways And give us an activation, Lyle. This has been an awesome conversation.
1: Yeah, man. I think the quicker a leader can get to the point that they are grace-dependent, the better. Wow. Like, um, if you're thinking it's all on you for your company to succeed, think again. Like, Sean continues to say this multiple times throughout this episode, unless the Lord build the house, the laborers labor in vain. Like it is his business. It is his organization. It is his church. It is his company. He is just moving through you as the vehicle, as the leader to steward what it is that he longs to build for his people through your company or through your organization. So the quicker you can get to being completely grace dependent, the better, because this is all about him not by might, not by power, but by God's spirit, right? We all love to quote that scripture. It is true. Anything you give birth to in the flesh, you're gonna have to steward in the flesh. But whatever you give birth to in the spirit, God's Holy Spirit will co-labor with you Mm -hmm. to perform every single promise that he's given to you. So be quick to become grace dependent. Get vulnerable before the Lord. Be honest in the place of prayer. Let God speak to your heart. And whatever he says to do, do it. And I can promise you, you will go on the ride of a lifetime.
0: Wow. So, so key takeaway in this. Yes. Is we want gr- be grace dependency. Yes. We want to we really want to fight against this popularity gospel mm-hmm. or this popularity demon, wickedness. I don't know what you want to call it. I might even call this episode. <laughs> You know, the, the popularity demon. I don't know. We'll see. The demons w- the of wickedness. popularity. <laughs> Maybe the wickedness of popularity or the evil of popularity. I will see. what well, uh, Sean,
1: I'll, I'll say this real quick, yeah.
0: bro. Is like I want to make sure people understand that it's not actually
1: evil to be popular in the same way it's not evil to be wealthy. Right? right? Because yes. the same demon that operates through the prosperity gospel would try to convince Christians that in order to be holy, they have to be poor. So don't buy into yeah. the lie that in order to be holy you yeah. have to be unknown because right. I see that as a like fallacy a false humility. also. Exactly yeah. because Jesus made uh, excuse me excuse me God made Jesus famous, right? You read yeah. about the father Abraham it said and I will make your name great, right? The NLT translates that as and I will famous. make you famous. Yeah. Right? So God does make certain people influential and famous, but the goal cannot be fame. The the goal has to be his face. Absolutely. Right? So yeah, I, I just saying that to, to agree, yes. but also encourage all of you guys out there like, hey, please be wealthy, have successful companies, be famous. I don't care. Just remember the tithe. So into your local church, <laughs> be good people, be righteous, repent, stay holy, treat people with respect, have integrity and be good, upstanding moral citizens of the kingdom, because that's what advances what Jesus is doing. Maybe we
0: should call it the idolatry of popularity. How's that? Hey,
1: bro? 100 100
0: <laughs> that's what we're calling this episode the idolatry of popularity, popularity. boom so give boom. us hey lyle give us uh as we we go some activations give us an activation practical sure. activation so how do i become yep grace oriented grace yep uh the word was efficient what did you say again No, i'm forgetting grace dependent grace dependent yes give us give us an activation we're wrestling yeah, with comparison we're wrestling with being led by the spirit because we're being led by instagram feeds Absolutely, what other people are doing, other people are doing, and not what God wants to do in us. What do we do? Give us an activation.
1: Absolutely, man. I, I find that nearly every human being that breathes air has a short list of things that absolutely frustrate them. Uh, you know, in Kentucky, we'd say that burns my biscuits, right? So there are things that we just it angers us to know um extent right like it's just something we're very frustrated about with our organization with our company with our career whatever it might be i would encourage you guys practically practical activation to write down that list all right get out a piece of paper and write out what really really frustrates you and i want to encourage you in this too because i i I tend to find that what frustrates us the most is actually what where god has placed grace upon our lives to bring change Okay, so this don't think of this list as a bad list. Think of this list as a list that you're going to get free from, as well as you're going to become a catalyst of transformation. So write down the list. And then I want to ask you, spend 15 minutes in prayer telling God the gut honest truth about how you feel his presence involved in this list is making you feel. All right. Just just get gut honest. Be like, Hey, God, I don't see you moving here. I don't see you working on this thing. I'm really upset with you because I feel abandoned in this in this place. Just get gut honest. And and then the, the second part of that activation is keep your list open. Keep your pen in hand. Take 15 minutes to share the list and then take the next 15 minutes to listen to the address of a good father tell you about how he feels about that list and his work in your life as it pertains to these things all right and then you write those things down and then thirdly so that's so point one is the list point two is writing down god's list so your list is point one god list god's list is point two and then point three i want you to make a commitment and if you need to pull up your google calendar and put these things that god tells you to do schedule them right so that third component of practicality is okay now i'm making a commitment to doing each and everything that God spoke to me about and apply it to my real life real time. So wow. th- I think that would be some practical applications that anybody can do that will be helpful.
0: So basically you're saying 30 minutes, 15 minutes, yeah, writing the list down. Yeah, for, let's minutes. say 45,
1: step 1, step 2, step 3, and if you can't do it all at one time, you can surely do it in 15 minute increments 3 days out of this next week.
0: I think that's good. And I would even encourage you to do that at least once a week for the next 4 weeks. Oh, let's go because I think you're going to unwrap those listing. It's like an onion. You, you pull one layer off and you, you might need to deal with that layer for the remaining part of the week. And then the next week, that other layer exposes another layer, go deep, spend at least four weeks, once a week doing this, activation. I think this will be really powerful for those listening. Thank you so much. Lyle. How do we encourage those listening to get in touch with what you're up to, whether it's YouTube, social media, what, what do we do? Sure.
1: Well, you, you guys can always uh, follow me on Instagram if you'd like. It's just at Lyle B, as in boy, Phillips. So that's my name, Lyle B Phillips on Instagram. That's really the social media network that I post on most often. But I'd really encourage you guys to check out our church's YouTube page. Uh, it's just youtube.com slash Legacy Nashville. Um, we post constantly on that YouTube page. Every single Thursday, a brand new prayer room comes out every single Thursday night, uh, Central Standard Time, every single Thursday morning, we have local prayer rooms, about 100 people or so in the room, live, praying, interceding for the nations, going after God. Every Sunday, of course, we stream church. And uh, that channel, for whatever reason, God has chosen just to breathe life on that thing. And it's really blessed people all around the world. So I would encourage you guys, if you get a minute, uh, please check it out listen to one of the prayer rooms while you're working uh, on your computer or something. And I just pray that blesses you.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Lyle. Yes. We will put that information as well in the description. So you guys will have access to that. Lyle love you. Thank you so love much. You, bro. For this amazing, amazing chat. Can't wait to have you on again. Loved what we talked about today. Thank you, bro. Love you. Hey, thank you so much for listening again to our supernatural leadership podcast. We are so appreciative of all of your Uh, rates or ratings, reviews, and just subscriptions. We just love what God is doing through this podcast family. And uh, remember, we're all about helping you, the leader, become a little more supernatural. So that's it for today. We will see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost. And our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.